As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Prospector's Radio Show, the talk show for our community. Please welcome Rich Cooley, Indiana Gold Hunter Dennis Dayton, Kathleen Biffle, and your host, Tim Grimes. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Prospector Radio. I'm your host, Tim Grimes, and joining us tonight, we have a good friend of ours stopping back in, Mr. Jeff Williams. What's happening, Jeff? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> What's going and, on, man? It's been a while. I know, right? I thought you guys forgot about me. No. I wasn't feeling the love. No, <laughs> no, we don't ever forget about you, man. Yeah, come on. Okay. We, we knew that you were working on your treasure hunt thing, and we. Saw, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, that took us uh, quite a while to set that one up. Right, and that, that, I remember the last time you was on, we said when when you get that going we want to get you back on and talk to you about that and see what's happening with it and the whole nine yards oh, yeah. and we've seen that you have be- begun this hunt has started you know oh yeah so when it's in full swing when did got it, people all over the mountainside looking for that darn thing <laughs> when did it officially start uh october 2nd it october officially 2nd? started now are you going to have a cutoff date on it or is it just going to run until somebody finds it Nope, it's just going to run till somebody finds it. Nice. And you want to hear something nice? Yeah. Check this out. <laughs> All right, Slim came up with this idea. He said, you know what, let's do something different this year. Mm-hmm. Let's, if, if we continue to get more people involved with it, we'll continue to add that as a bonus to the already existing treasure. What? How's that? Dead? <laughs> That's cool. So right now the chest is full of Silver Morgans. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, every time we get um, five more people involved, we're going to start adding silver bars to the poke. Oh, and wow. we're just going to keep adding it and adding it until somebody finds that darn thing. Wow. It's kind of like the, you know, like a lottery or something like that. Uh-huh. So people just keep putting it in, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh, and wow. I figured that way, if nobody finds it, it'll get as big as Forrest Finn's treasure. That'll really make it interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> Just to, just to spice it up a bit. Yeah, it already is interesting. I mean, can you tell us the list of what you put in there? Well, the list is uh, it's three three items actually. It's okay. a it's over two hundred uh, silver morgans, uh, and those range from eighteen seventy three to I think nineteen twenty one, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, ten silver bars. And one gold bar. Dang. <laughs> and how big yeah. is this chest? What's the dimensions? So, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's a, a Pony Express 1890 
uh, uh, Pony Express box. It's the strong box. It's made out of cast metal. It's it's a big, heavy thing, too. Do you get to keep so, the box? Huh? You get to keep the box, too? Yeah, yeah you, got, you get to keep everything. Oh, cool. So I was going to say, you got to carry it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this and, is true. and everyone who orders a map, they get a key that's been specially cut for that lock. So when they find it, they can open it right there on the spot. Wait, shouldn't they, so, have, to, shouldn't they have to shoot the lock off like they did in the old days? I was going to say, uh, <laughs> the old days, they wouldn't they shoot the lock? I, they could, I guess so, yeah. That would look fitting, huh? Break it off with a shovel or something. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Just like in the movies, they got to either I know. take a shovel to it or <laughs> shoot it off. So, <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, and, it, and we have it uh, set up around the old story of, of uh, the good and the bad, the ugly, with Tuco and and the man with no name. So we have our own cemetery, and they got to go out looking for it. You know, it's up at Sad Hill Cemetery, and then of course you got to look for for. Uh, well, you know, you know how the story yeah. goes. Yeah, right. Yep. <clears throat> now, well, is it still? Open? I, I can say one thing. I I can say oh, one go ahead, thing. Mm-hmm. Whoever finds this treasure, whoever finds this treasure, don't keep anything of value in it when you find it, because there's going to be a whole bunch of other people has a key to it. Oh yeah, but I I wish I had. I put range cameras there just to see the expression on their face because I know that they're gonna. It'd be just like Tuco when he found that treasure. He's gonna be looking around, make sure nobody's you know coming up behind him or something like that. Yeah, right. Because so so we just have to look for cameras. (laughs) (laughs) So if we find a camera, we're close. (laughs) Is it too? Is it too late to get in on it, Jeff, or can people still no. get in on it? You can sign up anytime you want for the treasure hunt. You got to be a premium patron though, because that's something we put on every year for our, right. our premiums to show them how much we appreciate them. Okay. And uh, we put this treasure hunt out on them. The, they they can be eligible for a map. They get the map. We each map is hand drawn. Uh, cool. Everything is on it. The clues to get you to the location. The you know the terrain. Uh, Geological features, everything you need to know is on that map. Okay. And then it comes with a little key, too, because it's got an old 1880 lock on the front. So um, cool. all they got to do is use that noodle of theirs and figure it out. Right. And uh, <laughs> so what we've done is we've made it progressively more difficult so that the first clues are really easy. Mm-hmm. And as you go along, there's, there's ten verbal clues and then a map. Okay. And so you, you figure out the verbal clues, and everybody and their uncle could... You know, it's figured the verbal clues out. That's easy. You just read it, and it just go from point A to point B. Okay. But then you get up into the wilderness, and then that's where you have to start putting things together. Because the map's got all kinds of crazy stuff on it. You just have to figure out how it all goes together. Okay. That sounds and that's like probably fun. it's probably going to be really good, too, because he, he really knows his rock, so he could be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know some geology to get behind what you're hiding yep. it through. <laughs> Exactly. I want people to understand it, and I want them to learn too. That's the the other side of this is I want them to learn map reading skills and right. and topo skills and geology skills, things of this nature, because this is important for them if they're going to get into gold mining. So it, this exactly. this whole thing has got more than just one facet to it. Right. And then, so and I thought we'd have some fun with it, and then of course I've always loved the the, the good and the bad, the ugly series. So we sure. we fashioned all that around that too. <laughs> It's well, a, good, a good idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, now is there a time limit that you're going to give people, and then before you call it, or is it just going to stay buried until someone nope. finds it? It's just going to stay buried until somebody finds it. That's cool. So, 
And uh, like I said, we're just going to keep adding to it, too. So uh, I figure if nobody can find it within a year, I'm going to release where it's at. Okay. And I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'll give one final clue to everybody who who's out looking for it, like a a super clue that if you can't understand that, then there's something wrong with you. Right. And then it'll be like a mad dash, like it's a mad, 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 mad world. Right. And they'll be running because I know that they've seen the terrain and they know all all the the uh, outcroppings and structures and every single tree that's out there. Mm-hmm. So I'll give away one super clue if nobody can find it because I want them to find it. Sure. I want to see the you know the look on their face. Oh, yeah. And uh, if if they can't find it, I'll give away the super clue. Then they, I'm sure that they'll know exactly where it's at when I tell them. And that that'll be the fun part when everyone goes running <laughs> out there because <laughs> it'll yeah. be a mad day. It'll be like the the gold rush all over again. Yeah, it definitely will be. Well, <laughs> I look at it this way. I look at it this way just because I'm a kind of a clue kind of guy. And you already said something about it's buried. So there's a clue oh, yeah, that. It's buried. <laughs> nice. There's a there's a clue that nobody. Oh, you cracked here. the code, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Scott, you should be out there. The code looking breaker for... has spoken. I mean, Scott, <laughs> Scott is close enough. <laughs> you know? I, I oh, yeah, I I've heard selling the, a secret map on on the side. Yeah, <laughs> secret map. <laughs> I got this in a, from a guy at a bar the other night. Uh, it leads you right to and the wrong direction too. While you're at it. <laughs> I think it's cool, though. How big? How, tell me, how big's down the bar of gold? How big is that, Jeff? Um. Well, it's big enough to put in your hand and weigh it down. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> that is cool, though. I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy with that. And like I said, it's <laughs> if you find it, you could probably retire. Oh, dang. So. I yep. I, like I said, cool. I want to see. Uh, we had so much fun with the last treasure hunt that we just had to do it again. Mm-hmm. Except this time, we wanted to up the ante right. and make it even m- and more valuable and even more interesting to find. Sure. Uh, now, now, how fast did how fast did somebody find the last treasure hunt? Uh, we had one guy. Uh, he found it within a month, and <laughs> but he was hardcore dedicated. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, he was. It was. Uh, so he actually had two guys that were up there uh, looking for it, and they were both hardcore. And uh, uh, one guy was living in his truck up on the area where he, where they thought it was, and the other guy lived in Washington. Mm-hmm. And so he had to fly down all the time because uh, 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 the the treasure was buried up in, around Mount Wilson. Right. And they, wow. so he had to fly into Vegas and then drive up all the way up past Pioche and then up to Mount Wilson. And he would be up there on every weekend, and then he would fly back. And he wow. did that uh, for four weekends. I'll be so, wow. <clears throat> he was devoted. Yeah. Yep, that's devotion. Is there an age limit you have to be, like, or not a limit, but a minimum? No, we had, uh, there is no minimum. We had uh, kids looking for it on the last one. The whole family families came out, and they brought their kids with them. It was a family event, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, because it, it, it's not well, it's not so difficult that you know it has to be limited to, you know, you have to be physically fit or anything like that. No, you just have to use your noodle, right? And uh, you can bring the whole family out there if you want. That's just and so cool. like I said, there was so the last treasure hunt. It, it was funny because they, all they had to do was put the last clue together. They would have figured it out. Uh, Josh finally figured it out, and the, the it's funny because the the. Tra- they walked past the treasure because <laughs> it was right next to the road. It created a loop on the map. They just didn't figure it out. Uh-huh. So they were walking, practically walking over it the whole time. Oh, my God. So, 
<laughs> You're sneaky. Uh, if you watch the video, even Josh, because I tell people, if you find it or you think you're getting close, film it. I want to see this. And so right. he filmed filmed it when he found it. Mm-hmm. And um, so you could see that somebody, it, it was in a little area of a wash right next to the road. And uh, some somebody went to the bathroom right next to it, didn't even know the treasure was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. You can see the toilet paper and everything. I was like, holy. And he even made mention of it. So it was funny because he had combed that whole mountainside. And I'm like, just need to put it together and you'll see. And then I even, <laughs> there's even clues on the map where it gives a very specific location. If you know how to, how to use certain map reading skills, it gives you the exact coordinates. Uh-huh. So I told him, I said, everything is right there. He was pulling his hair out, too. <laughs> you can, he has a lot okay. of hair, too. you got, you got you to think about this, Jeff. You walk up there, you know, you're like, oh, the treasure's right, and then you see a pile of crap with toilet paper. You're like, no, I'm not digging there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? What a great diversion. <laughs> or did somebody so, put it there to divert someone? Yeah, yeah right. It was, it was yeah, actually they just forgot their shovel. had to actually go to the bathroom, and then so they just hopped down in that wash to get out of the view of the road. And I thought, how ironic. Because, you know, it was within 10 feet of where you were doing your business. Wow. <laughs> That's craziness right there, dude. You know, these, some of these guys were climbing up the top of Mount Wilson and all over the place, combing miles and miles of, of terrain. And it's, I mean, no, it's not that. If you put it together, it was right there practically where you were parking your car. Wow. Now, so, did you make that, did you make that kind of a, Jeff, did you make that kind of a stipulation? Like if, you're, if you think you're close, you're going to find it, film it? Yeah, I asked everybody, take pictures along the way. Um, okay. If you think you're getting close, you know, use a GoPro or whatever it is you got, you know, your phone, and, and film it because I, I want to see the reaction on people's faces. So um, they've been sending in tons and tons of pictures, but then just finding, like, beer cans and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. that, that, that ain't it. <laughs> That's Slim's beer can. You're sneaky, Jeff. Yeah. No, not me, Sam. I'm just some some crazy man running around the desert. <laughs> you know, I I really think it's cool that you know you can actually you can do that stuff. And like you said, you get the families out there. It gets kids thinking and using their mind. Like you said, it's you got to use your noodle. Right. So I, yeah. I mean, for families and stuff like that to go out, that's that's pretty cool that you you could throw that out there and like, man, there's there's all kinds of families that'll go do that, you know? So that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. No, I like that. Uh, yeah. we had, uh, um, uh, Damien, he, he was, uh, out there with his family from Utah cause it's right next to the border mm-hmm. and they were out there for a couple of days looking and looking and, and, uh, you know, they kept trying to get squeeze some clues out of me and, and I thought <laughs> it was cool because, you know, they were, they were practically, you know, right there and I'm, I was chomping at the bit not to, you know, look in the wrong direction or something like that because I know they're watching me. What's, what's he going to look at? <laughs> Just follow his eyes. Yeah. So uh, they had the family out there for a couple of days, you know, the, the wife and the kids and everything, and they made a weekend of it and they loved it. And, cool. and, uh, I thought that was fantastic. They said that was one of the greatest moments they had in their life was just spending quality time together sure. as a family out out in the wilderness and enjoying time together. I, that right there is the real exactly. treasure. Right. And that, what's cool is this is actually a treasure people can find. It's not like this Forrest Finn thing that nobody's finding <laughs> and dying finding it. Theirs is something you can find. You're giving them clues that make sense, and, and you, this is findable. 
people. Exactly. This is cool. And, and like uh, like you said earlier, if they don't find it, I'm going to give them a super clue, which I know they'll know once they because they've been combing the area with you know with their <laughs> detectors. Right. So I know they know the you know the, the topography of the land. So right. I, all I have to do is say the, the one last clue, and boom, they're going to be all over it. They'll and I'm curious <laughs> who can run up there fastest. <laughs> Because <laughs> I want them to find it. It's like, come on. Oh well, yeah, you do, so, guys. Because you put a lot of effort but in the, it, and it's cool. It's but the metal the metal detectors don't work. They won't find it, right? Well, if there's too much metal in the area, they won't work. So that's always a drawback. That's that's another clue. <laughs> <laughs> that is sweet, though. I, I, it's just the coolest thing ever. It's awesome that you're doing this for your patrons and stuff, and. It's just cool. And oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I always, always like doing treasure hunts, and I thought, yeah, let's, each year we're going to try to make them a little bit bigger and a little bit better and, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe different locations around the country. Oh, that's And cool. uh, maybe we might do one where we have four or five treasures at one time wow. and, and different uh, areas of the country. That way everybody can participate because not everybody can go to the West Coast. Right. So mm-hmm. we were thinking about planting them. Uh, north, south, east, and west. That'd be it. And maybe cool. one right in the middle. That would be five. Yeah, that's five. That would be. So, now, that would be something really cool. Cause it would yeah, I know, people, right? So we were, we're already in the do. planning stages yeah. for next year. Good idea, Joe. Yep, I like that. Because, like, yeah, now, I'm, Scott's the only one close enough that he could come and participate in this one. <laughs> you know? He's, right. And he should be. He should be out there looking. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's in a. It's not far from a major town. I mean, walking distance. Dang, I'm telling you, if it was, if it was, hey. that's just cool. I wish it was around. You know here. what, Jeff? I I got a question for you. You know, I, I was always curious about this because I, I mean, you do a lot of stuff. I mean, you did gold tours and stuff like that. I've seen your videos. You know, I, we everybody watches them. That, that's that's typical. And but do you like? Do you do things like on the sidelines, like for your community? Do you get out there and like? Uh, try to educate people on geology and gold mining and stuff like in your community with kids groups and anything. Do you do anything like that on the sidelines? Well, we, I, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, uh, there was a, uh, a gold mining club here called, uh, desert outfitters. Mm-hmm. And, um, every month we would, we would host a, uh, uh, what was called a meet and greet back in the day. And, uh, what we do is just tell people just to show up, you know, it doesn't cost nothing. We'd set up uh, lunch and tents and, and canopies out front, and they could show up with the kids. And what I would do is I would, I would try to give them instructionals about gold panning, the basics. And I'd have uh, water tanks set up and, and teach the kids how to gold pan and get them involved. And, of course, you know, any gold they find, they can have. And teach them about the different types of equipment, answer questions, uh, just stuff like that, and and that's what we used to do every month. Mm-hmm. And of course, then uh, it shut down, and, and we're trying to find a new place to to host them. Uh, the gold lady, she's in Kingman, but gosh darn it, that's too far away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she's getting ready to move her store too. So I don't know if you know that, but um, so we're gonna what we're gonna do is um, letting the cat out of the bag. She's going to move her store closer to the freeway because of the traffic, obviously. Right. So what we're going to do is in November, she's going to have a grand opening and I'm going to invite everybody there and we're going to do like another meet and greet. And I'm going to, you know, do what I can to, to, uh, have pay dirt for the kids and teach them how to gold pan and, and have snacks and everything and, and just make it a, a fantastic day. So cool. who knows? Maybe we'll start driving out there every month mm-hmm. so we can continue doing that. Because I, I really like to see the kids getting involved because 
you know, to be honest, that's that's the next wave. That's the next generation right there. And and you if they it, lose bro. interest in this, then it's going to die with us. Right. And that's that'll right. be the end you of it. You got it. This is true. Now, that's that's one of the reasons why I got into the business. You know, when I started doing videos, it's just because I want to be able to, like you are, I want to teach people how to do stuff and, you know, get them out there. That's that's cool. Yeah, get them, get them off that darn phone and get them out <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a phone, but, you know, gosh darn it, everybody and their uncle is starting to develop this right angle, you know, crick in their neck from looking down at their phone all the time. Yeah. So I want to get them out there and, and, and teach them some real-world skills, things right. that they can, you know, maybe use later on in life or, or at least anything, you know, they can appreciate nature and, and be outside and, and not be, you know, inside on a phone all day. I mean, that's craziness right, right. there. Oh, it is. Yeah, exactly. Especially when there's so much out there, you know. Yeah, and they just don't know about it. That's the thing. Right. You know, all they know is, you know, social media. And then, you know, you give them something different. They, you know, just like when we were kids, okay, you know, take me out on a field trip. You know, show me what, what outside has to offer yeah. versus social media. <laughs> I'll be more than happy. And so I've seen kids, they get excited, and they're like, they get the fever. I know the look. Trust me, I know that look. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they, they get the fever, and they get all gung-ho, and they want to learn everything. And so I pay special attention to those. Right. Those kids that get the fever, and I say, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, give you what the resources you need so you can get out there, and and if you got questions, you know, here's my email, and and I want you to pick up the torch, and I want you to carry on because, right. you know, Slim, he's past his prime, and me, I only got another <laughs> what, something years left. I ain't gonna put a number because <laughs> you never say that out loud. Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> So nope. that, that's our, our, our main goal and mission right there is, is just to get it out there because there's so, much, there's so much craziness out there that, you know, that's not true and not right, and I want them to understand exactly. what it is and how you do it, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, some people don't know how to file a claim. I teach them how to do that, you know, whatever it takes, uh, how to process plaster overload, you know, how do you, how do you actually cash in your goal, how do you actually turn a profit on this kind of thing. Right. Uh, just all the little things that you don't really hear about. You just hear about people finding gold and they jumping up and down. That's great, but then what do you do with it? You know, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to show them. Okay, this is this is how you do it, and this is you know what what you can do to sustain yourself with it. Yeah. So you know what I, I not to cut you off, Tip, but I actually I, thought your video, like when you were doing how to file a claim, I thought that was really good. And there's a lot of people that's like, man, why don't you do that video? I'm like, man, do you know the process it would be to get get a camera in to do a claim like that. And I was, I was, I, I thought it was pretty cool that you, you were ab- actually able to do it. So that was great. Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that we're going to make another video. We're going to try to streamline it uh, because I had some people write in and, and it was a little complicated for some. And I understand if you're not familiar with the terminology and, and the mining world, but mm-hmm. so what we're going to do is break it into two videos, one for placer and one for hard rock. Right. And we're going to keep it, um, we're not going to go into the commercial aspect of it because not p- many people do that, so they don't have to worry about a notice of intent and a plan of operation. We're going to we're just going to keep it, you know, hands and pans basically, and recreational as they call it, and right. that way it, it's easy to file a claim, and then they can get in there and they, they they know exactly what the rules are, and then of course give them the links so they can say, okay, for my state, I need to know exactly what I can and can't do uh, based on regulations. So. We want to make another video because some people were confused and and actually in the field doing it on a real claim. So it, it's it's as real as it's going to get. Yeah. That's so cool. I figured that would really help out. So because a lot of people want to file claims, now, they just don't know how to do it. 
Now in Nevada, it's it's like it's like Arizona, right? Like where you stake your claim when you stake it when you stake it, it's twenty acres around that stake. Is it the same where you're at? Well, now you, you got to remember you got load and placer. One's twenty acre flat. One's twenty point six six. So right. when you're following a placer, um, it's going to be the shape of a rectangle. And and when you got a load, you're going to have the same rectangle, but the dimensions are going to be slightly different, and you have to keep that in keep that in mind. So, like if you have, um, I don't know, if you've got a, a load, you're going to have uh, uh, 15 by six 600. So that's going to be different than if you're going to have a placer. You know, the dimensions are going to be just slightly off as far as the width and the length. And of course, on a load, you're going to you're right. going to put your monument your location marker on top of, of the vein that you found or the outcropping or whatever it is. And in a placer, you can put it uh, on any corner. We usually put it on the northeast corner uh, of, of our claim, the, the actual oh, so monument that has the... Yes. So, so on your placer um, claims, you, you go by the corner, not by the middle. You don't go by right, the where, exactly. you, where you found your strike. Okay. Exactly. So we'll put it on the northeast. I like the northeast. BLM likes the northeast, so we put it in the northeast section, and then on our loads we put it where we discovered the actual outcropping of ore. So okay. that, that's the two differences right there. And like I said, there's a lot of things that, that um, we learned along the way from BLM because we've worked with them personally. So I like to get get another video out there and and explain to you know and actually walk through the process and do it so people because a lot of people they can understand it more when you're actually doing it instead of just talking about it. Mm-hmm. So. That's what we're going to do. More, more visual, more visual. Exactly, and so, and it's it's really not that complicated, you know. And it, it, the hardest part about the whole thing, to be honest with you, is drawing that darn map. So, <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, you know, Arizona's easy, but you get a Nevada map, and it's it's this big old honking, you know, piece of paper, blank, and you got to fill everything in. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck, Arizona, man? It's already got the quarter sections drawn for you. Just, just jot it in there and put your corner, your yeah, common they, corner. They there t- and tell done. you, Scott. You... Yeah, they tell you here. Oh, yeah, breaking. Oh, here it is. You're breaking. Right. Up we already. <laughs> Scott. And, and there and, it is. And there it is. He broke up. Yeah. There. Yeah. There he is. Now, Jeff, what what was that you were chasing across the road the other day in a picture I see on Facebook? Yeah, we hear you, Scott. Now we do. Oh, you mean the 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 last little video we put up? Yeah, what was that you were chasing across the road? Didn't you learn, <laughs> man, messing with them turtles? <laughs> now wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, listen to me. Now, now that that wasn't a protected species. That was that was just a tarantula. It wasn't a, a desert tortoise, and it wasn't oh, okay. a national preserve. So trust me, I I checked my you know my area before I even made that video. Did you, and did you Google it real squished. quick? <laughs> huh? Did you Google it real quick and make sure you? Were yeah, right? I did Google it just to make sure because I don't want to have BLM knocking on my door again. I was like, "Yep, he's at it again." <laughs> I just can't help myself, you know. I see this little guy running across the road, and these big old Wink. trucks with their boats going by. I'm thinking, "Oh, they're going to make pancakes out of him." <laughs> You're like, I'm like "Yeah, we we heard the about road. the big uh, turtle spade." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, that was that that was a safe video. So I posted that one. <laughs> All right, I was just curious about that. Yeah, I know. So was everyone else. I thought I thought it was, I. I thought it was funny when you said that story, like, oh, yeah, no, no. Like, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to really do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is because I actually actually got a picture uh, that was a long time ago of of a Gila monster here in Arizona. And I I was getting out of the road because, like, it was, like, right in the road. I'm like, dude, I don't want you to get ran over. So I picked it up and somebody took a picture. And I got people coming. They they were coming unglued. You're not supposed to touch him. I'm like, you want me to touch it or get it run over? Uh, you got to come on. It was crazy. It just makes sense. Yeah, get it out of the room. Yeah. Well, I learned a long time ago, you know, after the tortoise, be careful what you post because there's more people watching than you know. And everybody's got an opinion right. like everything else. Yeah, so. that for sure, brother. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this real quick. Let's do a quick commercial, and then we'll open up the phone lines. How's that sound? Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. All right, let's do it. We'll be right back, everybody, with Jeff Williams and Slim and the whole crew. We'll be right back. Do you like to mine for gold, enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock, enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. A sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by we the people are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate, unite, and help the small miners and public land users on their rights. Rights given to us by God. Do you want access to great mining claims? For a small tax-deductible donation to their Miners Legal Fund, your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across America for an entire year. AMRA challenges the USFS, BLM, EPA, and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands. You are who pays these people's wages. It is time they listen to us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. In 1858, gold was discovered in the rivers of New Caledonia. This discovery would spark a massive gold rush. Today, the search for gold is much easier, yet still challenging with Dirt Hog Pay Dirt. At Dirt Hog, we pride ourselves on our gold and guaranteed gold amounts. Just visit DirtHogPayDirt.com today and buy yourself a bag of the best pay dirt concentrates on the market. Order with confidence in Canada and North America. DirtHogPayDirt.com, the best gold concentrates on the market, period. Also, be sure to check out our Honest Bonus program. You're listening to Prospectors Radio. 
on the Gold Prospector Space Network. Phone lines are open. Have a question? Give us a call. 419-520-7574. All right, we're back, everybody, with Jeff Williams and Slim. So where we was talking about <laughs> talking about you chasing tarantulas <laughs> and, <laughs> and the treasure. Now, also, did a... I see something about you and you and Slim got some pay dirt now. What's going on? I, or is that something I dreamed? Uh, I think you dreamed it. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we give away, you know that. We give uh, pay dirt away every month. But uh-huh. we're working on trying to get it um, available to everybody. The mine that we're trying to get it from, well, it's it's locked up in litigation right now. Okay. We want it really bad, and and the, uh, the other party doesn't want to give it up. And oh. Because we know what's in it, and I think they know what's in it too. But once we get that taken care of, then you'll have pater for everybody. Oh, nice. Okay. So, but the the primary mine, which is Slim Pickens number one, that's that's for my premiums, and and I, I promise that to them for, since day one. They get every speck of gold that comes out of that bunker. All right, Jeff. Here's a caller for you. What's the, what's the biggest what's the biggest nugget, Jeff? That uh, that they found in your one of your mines? Close to a, a one ounce. I think uh, uh, Dennis got one of them. That was a big bunker. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, yes, but I think it's close to a one ouncer, and, and we're coming up underneath a, another pocket. That's why we got the drift uh, coming down and around, headed to the other direction. Everybody's asking why we're we're going that way. It's because we're trying to come up oh. underneath the river from up uh, in front of it. Okay. All right. So, oh wow, Jeff, we got a call. Yeah, I know. A lot of work. We got a caller for you. All right, caller, what's your name? Where you calling from? Maybe they're not there. We got another one. All right. Oh, okay. All right. You there, caller? Yes. Hey, what's your name? Where are you yes. calling from? Sorry. Uh, yeah, Larry Englehart from Menifee, California. Larry! <laughs> <laughs> How the heck are you? Good to hear your voice. <laughs> are, you, are you sure it's me? It could be my clone baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it sounds like you've been I doing pretty that, good lately. You know, speaking of treasure hunts, Larry, I got to get this out there because he's Larry's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I love him to death. But he's got a treasure hunt he's putting on right now too, where they've got and it's free. You get all you got to do is sign up and, and go out there with your metal detector, and they got coins everywhere scattered about. You what? just got to get out there and find them. Ain't that right, Larry? Yeah, yeah. Just go to Larry Engelhart Facebook, and it tells you it's going to be November ninth. Or Larry Engelhart uh, YouTube. I got, there's a little video up there. Yeah, it's free, and we're going to have probably over a thousand coins, a whole bunch of bucket list coins. So it, it'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a blast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was but, fantastic uh, when I saw that. Well, I, I wanted like, to go, go, Larry, I wanted you go to know, get Jeff, him, boy. Have you gotten any? <laughs> have you received any new claims? Got any new claims in the last year or so? Oh, uh, actually, we <laughs> we're working on it right now. So it's just uh, okay. it's been tricky because gold prices have spiked, and and when that happened, oh, yeah. a lot of mining companies jumped in and they claimed they just blanket claimed a lot of stuff, which made it difficult oh. for us. Okay. So don't you well, worry, you none. Like we're gonna Arizona have something special for you at the start of the year. Just all over. Do do what? Say that again. You were breaking up. Are you trying to get them, like, in Nevada, Arizona, those areas mostly? Oh, uh, actually, we're shooting for California this time. Oh, that'll be great. Okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah because we, we've got plenty in California and, and Arizona, so we figure California's <laughs> next on the list. It's just the legislation there's a little cuckoo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
putting it lightly. Well, you know, it's nothing nobody don't know. Right. And uh, so we're, we're trying to get some. That's why I was really, sitting here. I was, I was thinking California. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's one I got my eye on. It, and it's when I hopefully we get it, knock on wood. And when you see it, you're okay. going to be drooling, I guarantee you, because when I saw it, but it, it's under somebody else's ownership, so we're negotiating with the owner, but we just have to come up with something that we both can agree on. Mm-hmm. So, oh. well, it'll be Southern it's really or really something special there. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. And I don't think you're claustrophobic, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you go so other people can call. But, yeah, thanks for putting a little plug for my thing. Uh, those that come out of here. Of course. You're, you're the best, Larry. I love you. You're always coming out on our, area. our little Southern three-day excursions. Anything I can do to help. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, just come out with Slim. I, I'll put him to work. Yeah. We'll try to. I'll, <laughs> okay. get, I'll get my planner to schedule it in, see if we can make a day out of it, because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll take you to. I know you like to eat. I, I know a really great Mexican restaurant <laughs> we can go to. Oh. <laughs> I've got you going. Now, who, who's spreading those vicious lies? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you go. Larry, Maybe we'll see you in November. Thanks, Larry. All right, Larry, you take Bye. care now. Take care, buddy. Well, you too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. He's so cool. <laughs> he, he always seems to get the call in first. He's he's quick on yeah. the buttons, boy, I'm telling you. Every time you're on. it's like it's, i got to do something special for him. i got to figure something out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like an interesting hunt he's got going on. Where's that going to be at, Jeff? Uh, honestly, I just saw it on Facebook real quick. I, it, it looks like it's out in in uh, somewhere around Randsburg or or, okay. or somewhere like that, uh, Barstow. It, it, the, the type of terrain looked like that. Okay. And I didn't read the exact location. If I did, I don't remember. It must be you know Alzheimer's setting in or something like it that. But be, I, I don't yeah. rightly recall. <laughs> so, but it's on Facebook. I can okay. tell you that much. Larry, I've been to Barstow. I've been to Barstow a couple times. Uh, the, oh yeah, they're they, cool guardy. All right. Yeah, they got the the Amra. Um, there's like an Amra outing. It goes to Barstow like every year. So I've been there like I think twice. It's pretty cool. All right, here's yeah. a, here's another caller for you. All right, caller, which name were you calling from? Hey, this is Neil Maslaravy. Hey, Neil, how are you? Hey, I'm Neil. Good. I'm calling from uh, Deming, Washington. It's just north of Seattle. Okay, got a question for Jeff? Oh, very nice. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jeff, uh, I would like to know if you. Are going to be purchasing a claim, and like let's say the assay is like a one ounce per ton. Does that include the overburden or the uh, waste rock, or does that actually that's just the the vein or the pay dirt underneath? Good question. No, actually, that's a really good question because a lot of people when they do their assays, they mix in the country rock with the the actual vein structure, and it'll distort the uh, the values. So they get, you know, they'll either get too excited or underexcited. But when I say one ounce uh, per ton, I'm talking about just the vein structure alone. I'm not talking about mixing overburden in with that. And this is going to be small scale, and it has to be free mill, um, or else it's not worth it. And anything below one ounce per ton, you're just you're just wasting your time unless you like digging. So um, yeah, it has to be one ounce. It has to be in the vein material only. I was always curious. Thank you so much for answering my question, Jeff, and I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate your time. And that you're oh, always, always. Is that all you had for me? I mean, I'm, awesome. I'm, I can answer anything you like. <laughs> okay. Well, I, 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 I,
<laughs> That's what I'm going uh, to give you off the location call, of the drift lines. I, I sure appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. You have a great evening. All right, Neil. All right. All right. Bye, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'll tell you. That, that actually that was a that was a great question because I've had people ask that too. I'm like, you know what? It's got to be when you have an assayed, it's the ore that you want an assay, not oh, what's around it. Call it. So, all right, uh, wait, we can, can go back and listen uh, to it after we're done. You have it. Okay. <laughs> and and when you're if you're doing hard rock, you got to keep in mind that when you're, it's very important to know how to drill and blast properly because that's going to help keep your 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 gang material. And which has your ore in it away from the country rock, so it, it's important to know your patterns and the type of powder and the amount that you're using and all that stuff. And and I always tell people, you know, it's it's not just about drilling a bunch of holes and blasting. You you really have to be an artist at it. Right. So uh, you know what, Jeff, I I got a question. This is something I always wanted to know. Oh when you're when you're in a mine, because you're you're a hard rock miner, you know, during the summer, like you said. Yep. How do you how do you know? when to turn left and when to turn right. I mean, does the veins really show you which way to go, or is it just kind of a, you got to kind of open up a little bit and find out? I, I always wondered about that. Well, it depends on the structure. I mean, it's just not a, a one-answer, cover-all scenario. If you've got a, a very defined vein structure and it's got a very defined dip and strike to it, it's going to be a no-brainer, especially if, if the vein material is, is in contrast to the uh, country rock. So if you've got, like, black slate and you've got quartz running in between, that, that's a no-brainer. But what happens okay. when you've got stockworks running through there or you've got veinlets running through there or you've got junction faults coming in? You know, that, that's a whole different animal right there. So you, you're going to have to, in those scenarios, yeah, every time you, do, you fire around, blow around out, you're going to actually have to go in there, bar down, and then inspect to see what is happening with the structure. So it, every situation is different. Most of the mines I've been in, uh, the vein structure was so obvious, it, wasn't, it was a no-brainer, unless it started to split because of, of uh, fracture faulting or if you have intersection faulting, things of this nature. Uh, then it gets a little tricky because then you have to make a decision if you're going to follow it. And then, of course, you've got parallel veins you've got to consider, so you've got to do cross cuts to check for them. So the list goes on and on. So have I don't you, know if that answered it or minute, made it more confusing. Okay, we got yeah, another have you, caller Have you ever you. seen a vein go straight down or straight up? <laughs> Scott. Oh, vertical vein, yeah. We got callers cool. backing up for Jeff. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> Scott wants to keep asking you questions. All right, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Gary Bass. What's that? Oh, it's Gary. Yes, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Gary! <laughs> what are you doing, yeah, Gary? How are you, man? Uh, come how again? How are you uh, You're breaking up a little bit. Okay, how about now? Yeah, that that's better. What's going on? Okay. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I have a question regarding uh, testing and sampling and whatnot out at Gold Basin. Oh, okay. Shoot. I know. I know you've done some extensive uh, testing out there and sampling. What? How would you suggest going about it? I've got sixty acres. I need to uh, do some uh, testing on. Well. I think we covered this once before. You know, there's two timelines out there. You want to get to the, the older timeline, uh, which is where the auriferous gravels are at. You're going to sample systematically uh, across the bottoms of the, the arroyos, and then you're also going to look for outcroppings. I know where your claim's at, so you, you've got some small small hills in the area. So 
you you yes. would have to actually use metal detectors on the sides of the hill and then sample down below. I'd go clean across perpendicular, and I would go every 20, maybe 30 feet, and then sample again, okay. and I'd be using augers to do that. Okay. All right. That sounds good. That's, uh, that's my project this, this uh, season. Now, you be careful, you know, out there, because it gets a little crazy and cold out there at night, especially in the wintertime. <laughs> that's all right. That's why they have motels. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, it's true too. I forgot it's about true. that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? All right, I'll let you go. Right. Um, oh, one more, one more question. Are you going to be doing any do taking any donations for that meet and greet? Uh, usually the the meet and greets. No, we don't take donations. I mean, if you want to give a donation, that's great. But we weren't planning on it. It was just something I wanted to get everybody together and and uh, you know just make a day of it and have some fun and. And let everybody know that, you know, the gold lady, uh, Retta, she's got a new store now. And, you know, the, so they, they're aware of that. She's the only one I know of in the whole area that, that has a, a brick-and-mortar store to sell gold mining stuff anymore. Hmm. So right. uh, that's why I'm, I'm trying to get everybody to know who she is because she's got everything, and she's really smart, too. Nice. Yeah, she's got chemicals, too. She's what? She has chemicals, too. Tentacles? Chemicals. Oh, chemicals. <laughs> yeah, she's she's got a lot of fluxes. She's got it all. I love that. And you don't see that anymore. She also carries no, mercury, too. Oh, dang. Sounds like a good store. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. All right, well, I'm going to let you go. Um, it was good talking to you, my friend. All right, Larry. Or Larry. <laughs> I, why do I got Larry on the brain? Gary. <laughs> see what you did to me? You messed me up with your, your Jedi mind trick. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thanks for calling, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, take care. Bye bye. Later. All right, got more callers for you, Jeff. Uh, okay. All right. All right, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Vicki Price. I'm Maine. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> um, I just a season now. <laughs> you guys got down Do the line really deep, and I'm just wondering, A, if you've ever heard any Tommy knockers while you're down there, and B, oh. who's pulling Slim's strings? <laughs> I've been dying ever since he just sat there doing nothing, now all of a sudden he talks and his mouth is moving. Who's pulling his strings? <laughs> well, okay, let's answer these in the, the format that they were asked. So, uh, the first question is... Um, do I ever hear any Tommy knockers? And the yeah. question is, yes, uh, they are real, and uh, they have played a number of jokes on me to the point where I'm, and I'm not making this up just, just for fun, where I've actually had to do something to to, to appease them because they were they were I, I kid you not they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Every time I tried to do something, they wrap my power cords up, or my tools would break down, or my bulbs would burn out. And, and so what I started doing is, is I would bring them a little gift, like a piece of bread or something like that, anything, just to show my appreciation, and then it stopped. So, yeah, they are real, and, and anybody who argues with me, I'll be more than happy to take them down and, and let them experience it for themselves. So that's question number one. Question number two, who's pulling Slim's strings? Well, that's like asking who's pulling my strings. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, well, he, he basically man. does his own talking. He's his own man. And uh, he's more alive than most people I see walking down the street. So <laughs> I tell you what, it, it'll spook you, too. So if you ever get a chance to meet him face-to-face, keep an eye on him. Just see what happens when nobody's around. I think it's Dakota. I think it's Dakota Jack. That's oh. who I think is pulling the string. Oh, you mean Nevada Jack. Nevada Jack, okay. <laughs> no, it ain't Nevada Jack, I can tell you that, because Nevada Jack's very rarely around anymore. He's he's done retired, and I don't know, he's in parts unknown right now. So, no, Slim is his own man. He uh, he helps me with a lot of projects. One day, you know what, one day we're going to sit down, and I'm going to show everybody that he does everything on his own. I'm going to put him out in the middle of the dry lake bed, and he's going he's gonna to stand up, he's going to talk, he's going to do all kinds of stuff. Just to show you people, he really is who he is. All right. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I look forward yep. to that. Right. You get those Tommy knockers to animate him there. Yeah, those, no, I'm not messing with the Tommy knockers. I tell you what, they're, they're, they're fun, but, man, you make them mad, and you're not getting a lick of work done the entire day, guaranteed. <laughs> so uh-uh, I ain't messing with them. Down there? It's what? Ever thought of bringing some stage down there? Yeah, I, I thought about that, too. I mean, trust me, I, I know all about that, and, you know, from, from the Paiutes. And I, I don't know if that's going to make them mad or not. So I don't want to make them mad because I've seen what they do when they get mad, and I don't like it. So I just kind of, you know, ask, what do you guys want? You know, <laughs> you want gold, silver? You want some bread? What do you want? Just tell me what it is, and I'll leave it. So, but... <laughs> If, if if you were down there and, and you experienced it, you'd know what I'm saying. Up on the surface, of course, it's all it sounds like tomfoolery and a bunch of joking, but it's real. And I tell you what, I don't ever want to make them mad. <laughs> no, sir. Now, Vicky, <laughs> I believe it. Vicky, I believe hopefully it. that answered your well, thank question. Thank you for talking to me. Oh, you bet. It was. I'm glad you called in too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Vicky. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Got more for you, Jeff. <laughs> All right, call it. Would it be funny if it was Slim? <laughs> hey, come. <laughs> yeah. All right, call it. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Brian Bedard. I'm, I'm calling from Brian uh, Bedard. How the Iowa. heck are you? <laughs> uh, pretty good. I got a question for. Uh, usually, I mean, we deal with in Iowa. It's a lot of. There's been a lot of glaciers that came through, and the last one was like thirteen thousand years ago. But everybody says you dig down to the clay. And then kind of scrape the top of the clay off. I was wondering if there's like a general rule of thumb, like how I always see where when I keep checking, it says clay is from decomposing bedrock. Is there like a general rule on how old a clay layer is or how long it takes to form clay? So like if I get down to there, I know I'm sitting at 10,000 years. I got another 4,000 years worth of material underneath me. Well, there's there's really no you know, set rule of thumb that says just do this. Usually when you get down to uh, decomposing uh, bedrock, it's usually uh, granite because that makes up the majority of our, our basement rock in the continent. When you, when you start getting down to that and the clays, y- you know that sometimes there's going to be multiple deposition lines, and you're going to need to sample and try to dig past that and see if there's another one. Uh, it's not always going to be on the top one. Your, your model of deposition during the great glacial push might have had a lot of gold that was coming down from the greenstone belts, the Archaeans up in Canada, and it, it did it in the first swipe, and then the next one would probably be less or maybe more. You, there's, 
there's really no general uh, one rule fits all. So you have to sample the top of the clay layers, dig down, see if you can dig down past it, and see if there's another gravel zone on top of another clay zone beneath that. Because I've seen multiple clay zones before, so it's some people get frustrated they can't find any gold. I'm like, well, did you try to go past it? And they're like, no, I never thought about that. I'm like, yeah, there could be another one below it. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like once you hit clay, the rule is like it's 10,000 years old or, you know, 1,000 years old or something, you know. Well, you know, if you, if you want to know when the last glaciers were, I mean, they, they pretty much could tell you that as far as timelines. But as far as uh, decomposing bedrock, uh, it could be anywhere from 10 to 100,000 years old. So it just, there's a lot of factors involved that create um, now, de- yeah, decomposition. So I Right now, you got it. <laughs> if it clay, like a just a lot of sediment. Could, could you run that again? Because you were breaking up. Yeah, I only got the last part of sediment. We didn't hear nothing, Scott. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, it's it's is clay like uh, just a lot of sediment building up, or no? Well, clays can be made of a lot of different things. Uh, clay is a general term. So clays can be like laterites, which is decomposing bedrock, or clays can be a buildup of sediments. Uh, so, like I said, it's just a general term. Like limonite is a general term for iron oxide ore or, or uh, any type of pyrites that have, have uh, oxidized out their sulfur. So it's, it's a general, I, I would hate to say just clay covers it all, but it's a general term. All right. Okay. I don't know if that yep. answers no, the question, but... Can I ask one other little quick question? Sure. Hopefully quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was listening to the AM radio like two months ago on the way to work, and they were talking about the Pierced's meteor shower. And they were saying that if you go out and run a magnet through your bird bath, like 70% of the black sands that you can get out of your bird bath is from like meteor dust and debris coming off that. The only thing that peaked okay. was when they said black sands on the radio. But I didn't know if that is like where that would that be like a good percentage of like black sands if you can get that much out of your bird bath? Would that, it was an astrologist that was talking about it. I didn't know if that would be like a good percentage of where black sands come from. And would it be like no. all like more meteor dust than just like heavy iron? No, more, most of your black sands post-rock? are uh, hematites and magnetites. And they're, they're part of the, the building process uh, during the orogenic um, formation of most mountains and, and structures. You have a lot of, iron that is traveling up in the hydrothermal fluids in, in solution with gold and other minerals like nickel and, and tungsten and a whole host of other things, copper. And so when it does drop out of solution and starts to form, there's a, there's a lot of irons in place depending on uh, the type of uh, deposit. You've got 12 different types of deposits. And you'll see like on your, uh, I'm going to say, when you have intrusion-related deposits, you have scarn buildup on the outer edges where it comes in contact with your carbonate-hosted rocks, and you're going to have those scarns are going to have tremendous amounts of iron in them, uh, just as the way that they're formed. So to answer your question, no. Most of your, your irons that you find here on Earth terrestrially are not from uh, extraterrestrial meteorites or, or, or fragmentation of that. So that's just a, a small percentage, if anything. Okay. Right. Okay. Thanks very much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Yep. Yep. Goodbye. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. <laughs> All right. You've got a break for a minute now. 
<laughs> so, Scott, you can go ahead now, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, really? Oh, come on, guy. <laughs> like I said, I just, I, I, I just, I just, you know what? I've got questions because I know Jeff is really, he knows you know, he knows the rocks and, you know, he's doing this stuff. He's actually out there doing this. Oh, he's, yeah. you know, it's a guy that I would look forward to, like, you know, listening to because I know he knows his stuff. Oh, and yeah. when he says it, you know, take it, take it. Yes, definitely. You know, it is what it is. Right. But I like you. you but like you, I said, I, I always, yeah, I, I just always had questions like, you know, like the veins, you know, if you ever come to a vein, like it went straight down or straight freaking up or just, like you're like, oh, I didn't think it was gonna go there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's oh, the yeah. things you know. I like no because I don't mind underground. You guys, yeah, you're you're gonna see vertical vein structures, um, and if you understand uh, your mesothermal deposits, your deposition models, you'll understand why they they were because originally they were at uh, anywhere from 45 to 60 degree angles. That's usually normal deposition lines, and then the faulting and the tectonic uh, uh, compression from the two different plates is pushing them up on their edge so they're they're vertical now so and then there's another thing that people don't realize is is what's called lateral secretion when you have hydrothermal fluids that are racing up these fissures that are brought on by faulting they can actually shoot up through those structures and it'll be on end at a 90 degree angle so it, it's it's like it, to sit down it would take about an hour or two to cover all this just the the 12 different models of deposition and then when you hear that, you'll understand, oh, okay, now I see why. And then that's the basic. And then from each one of those, you have subcategories. Okay. <clears throat> now, so, oh, I got quiet there. I didn't know if everybody hung up. No, went, oh. a, listen. <laughs> <laughs> no we're listening. Listen. Now, Vicki asked, how can someone come to your claim and dig in your minds with you? Don't you do something like that, Jeff? Yeah, for your patrons. Well, I, yeah, for my premiums, mm-hmm. my premium patrons. They they have uh, they come out on the the three day gold mining tours. We have hard rocks and we have placers, and uh, we try to mix it up and and have fun with it. So we move around from Nevada to Arizona based on the time of year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, our our best state has been Arizona. It's pr- provided the biggest gold, and oh, nice. of course, you know it's mixed with a little bit of copper, so it's going to have more of a red hue to it because just the the nature of its deposition but yeah they can come out and uh work for three days work them like a dog and then uh, they keep whatever they got <laughs> uh, the hard rocks are, are in nevada and they're usually the hardest to do mm-hmm. no pun intended and uh I, I tell people you you do a couple days of hard rock you won't ever want to do it again there you go there you go vicky hopefully that answered it and robert asked is slim related to any tommy knockers uh no he uh <laughs> his last name is well i think i mentioned this in a couple videos before but um uh, uh i almost said goffrey oh my gosh what the <laughs> heck am i thinking <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, but no he's not he's not related to to the tommy knockers at all he's uh he's his own man and and uh <laughs> there's actually a story you know we did a video about his creation i don't know if you saw that no i didn't see that one. yeah what? yeah i, I found yeah, that was funny. That was and I, funny. I i dug him up and I, and I brought him back to the uh, to our laboratory, and of oh, course I had to use um, some special blood that we got from a host, <laughs> and then I had to read the Egyptian Book of the Dead uh-huh. and recite the passages, and then I had to send 240 volts through his body at the same time, 
And then it, it gave him life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got to see that video. Yeah, it's pre- pretty funny. That's a pretty funny video. <laughs> if, if somebody knows what one that is, post it in the chat room. I got to see that one. That one's. Yeah. Oh, I thought you saw that no. one. We did that one for ha- last Halloween. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't see that one. Dang it. Man. I'm yeah, but uh, Slim's last name is Brayfogle. If you look that up, you'll see why. Charles Brayfogle. Charles Brayfogle. That's yeah, that's Slim's real name. I'll be darned. Now, also, Jesse asked, have you, have you done any more TV appearances lately? Um, <laughs> not, not recently. We had a, a couple offers. Oh, okay. But uh, they wanted me to go to the Philippines, and I didn't want to do that. Philippines? Smart man. Yeah. Smart man. <laughs> yeah, they got some uh, huge uh, deposits out there, and they wanted me to go out there and, and do some filming and explain the the model of deposition and, and all that stuff, and I wasn't too keen on that. And before that, you. they wanted me to go to Russia, Dang. and they wanted me to, to do one out there uh, <laughs> on a show called Raising the Woolly Mammoth Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Part 1. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've seen that one, I'm sure you can figure out what role I was supposed to play. <laughs> and you took a big pass on that one, too, did you? Yeah, because I don't want to, you know, have to try to leave the country and then two big blonde-haired guys wearing military outfits tell me, I must break you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Hey, have you been offered to go to Greenland yet? <laughs> not yet, but I'm sure that that's next after it melts hey, all the snow. Me. It's not green, Jeff. It's not green. Yeah, I know. It was, it, I had a feeling that that was just a slip-up. <laughs> so what's coming up next for you guys? I know you probably got all kinds of things planned, don't you? Yeah, but you know us. We hate to, to talk about what we're going to do before we do it. Yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much. This is but we true. got a whole bunch of new stuff coming up for the, uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got something really special that I, I wish I could tell you about, but I can't. Dang it. But, um, <laughs> well, it, it's just it's just really cool, and okay. I, if I let the idea out before it's completely finished, somebody's going to take that gotcha. idea and run with it. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. Well, when, it, when the idea comes out, when the idea comes out, you'll definitely have to come back on and talk yep. about it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, when we get everything squared away, yeah. uh, I'll go. I'll be more than happy to tell you all about, it, and then I'll say, "Hey, remember when I told you yep. about this really cool thing? <laughs> and what, now this is it. That's what we like." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it. Are you doing any of the gold shows this year? or? You ain't got time? Uh, we're trying to. It's just okay. that we have uh, so much going on right now on our plate right. uh, with the tours and uh, going around the country and, and trying to explain deposition models. And at the same time, i got to work in the drift mine. Right. So it, it, i got to stay on top of that, and that, that right there is a handful because uh, it takes two, three days of constant work and timbering and digging and, and checking with detectors, and, and then people don't see the – the real side of it, where you have to get fuel for the generators, you got to get supplies, <laughs> you got to get all the timber, uh, make sure you got enough timber, right? Because yeah. you don't have a Lowe's, you know, right down the corner. So you got to make sure, and then everything um, has to be put on the back of a trailer and hauled out. So it's, it, and then of course you have to film in between that too. Right. So sure, they don't see that. And yeah, if you but have you're to find the real a, stuff. Yeah, and if you happen to find a scorpion, well, that kind of slows you down. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that, but I got stung by one down in the drift mine. No, I didn't hear you got stung. Yeah, I put my hand. I took my gloves off for just a second, and I put my hand down on a bark scorpion, 
and uh, it got me on the palm. And I'll tell you what, there ain't no pain in the world when one of those gets you in the palm of your hand, gets that nerve between the index finger and your middle finger. Oh, mercy. It was funny because I seen the video and I was like, Lisa's like, so me and I look at her like, you know what I would have been saying? She goes, I don't even want to hear it. Oh, man. <laughs> and was there, wah, 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 wah. was there no But yeah, that slowed me down, but I still kept mine. And I, I, I figured, you know, if I start, if I can't breathe too well, then I'll come up. And of course, right. I told the support crew about it and, my arm went numb and for about two days, Dang. and I had that, that accelerated heart rate. So it, it was kind of spooky because I didn't know if I was going to have a reaction. But sure. you know, the, the gold fever took over, and I was fine. And what there was there was no scorpions harmed in the filming of that episode, I presume. Yeah, that was really him. That was the one that got me. That little bastard. So. He was dead. Uh, I'm your dead. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, that hurt real bad. You didn't help him across the road, did you? Uh-huh. You know, everybody asked me if I killed him. I never did. I was going to, uh, honestly, I was going to dunk him in gold and make a necklace out of him. You should seal him up I with was. some epoxy That way I could ward dude. off the rest of them. <laughs> this is what's going to happen to you if you bite me. You should have caught him and sealed him in some epoxy or something and kept him. Yeah. Oh, like they have a dead valley. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I would have whacked him flat out. You stung me, you're dead. I would have took a I shovel to him. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what, it was it was a really tense moment there. So I bet. That's your first time getting stung by one, Jeff, in all these years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've seen them down in the bottom of the haulage shaft, but I ain't never been stung by one. Right. So I usually take a little black light down there to check for them. Right. And uh, so I'll scoop them up and, you know, put them in the hoist buckets and take them up. Mm-hmm. And this one made its way all the way to the back of the one of the drifts. I don't know how he got back there. And he let me know real quick, hey, I'm right here. And, oh, man, I tell you what, I just about jumped through 40 feet of rock. So... I tell you what, there's that pain. Oh, that was some serious pain. Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. <laughs> so we made a video. I, so I, I was sitting there delusional uh-huh. and from the toxins and the venom, and I, I thought, wouldn't it be a good time to make a video? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I might be dying, but at least I got the views, right? That's right. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, that's what it's all about, I think. Them, them Isn't views. that what a good YouTuber does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they would do it on purpose, though, Jeff. That's the only oh, difference. okay. Yeah. So I got it on film. I tell you what, my hand was, it, it, it was like it was on fire, and it felt like it, uh, the, the top side was asleep and tingly all the way up to the elbow. Dang. And I was trying to recover a nugget. And if you watch that video, uh, my, I was so delusional from the top of the venom, I couldn't remember where the nugget was, and I kept throwing it back on the ground. So and I, that was, my, I was laughing. I was laughing like it. I was it like, was in the scoop, and then I thought, am I supposed to throw the dirt away in the scoop or in my hand? I think it's the scoop. Yeah, so I'll throw that away. <laughs> and then he would scoop it up again and be in, be in a lot more pain, scooping it up all over again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because I had to put the dirt back in my hand. And it was, oh, man, it was killing me. I just wanted to be done with it. It was it was so funny because we watched the video. And I'm, I'm looking at her, and she's my, my old lady. She's looking at me. He's like, didn't he just throw that like back twice? I'm like, I think he did. I swear to God, he just threw it back. 
Yeah, I did. I did it two or three times. I kept throwing it, and I couldn't find it. It was frustrating me, and I couldn't think straight. So I was like, where is it? I just had it. And every time I put dirt in my hand to do the two-hand method, it would hurt like somebody driving needles through your hand. Oh, you can't make that stuff up, that's for sure. No, you can't. And I was like, you know, I was just about ready to just call it a day and, and say, let's go to town and see if I can get some anti-venom or yeah, something. Right. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with my brain. That's some good stuff, apparently. Yeah, it wasn't good that day, I tell you what. Three days, three days to get the feeling back. Oh, that video, that video, I, I was feeling bad. I was like, oh, you got stuck. He's like, you're right in the palm. I'm like, oh, dude, that's like the worst place. You're sitting there going, but I'm still going to make this video. Like an alcoholic in slow motion. It was like a train wreck, I tell you. <laughs> And I thought, i got to finish this video because we're not coming out here for another week. So i got, I got to get something in the queue. But I don't know if I can finish it. I, See, that's I what I was figuring. <laughs> oh, that's just good. That's See, that's what I was figuring. I'm like, dude, he just got stung by a scorpion, and he's still making this video. I'm going. like, you know what? He's he's deep enough in this cave. He's like, I'm not coming out until I'm done. <laughs> yeah, because there's no, no, no reason to come up and then go back down again because I won't want to do it then. So that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you down in there, huh, Jeff? Uh, yeah. That to this day, that and hopefully that's the last worst thing that ever happens to me down there. Knock on wood. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I tell you what, it, you know, I, I, at first I thought it was just like a little piece of wire from the cable from the slusher, right? And because uh, it just it stung a little, but it it it, it felt it wouldn't go away. The sting could persist, right? Because I pulled my hand back and I didn't see anything in the palm. And I was like, why does it feel like there's something still in there? And I kept looking. I didn't see nothing. And I'm like, son of a... That's this thing is starting to burn. What the So I looked around on the ground, and I saw something moving out of the corner of my eye. I had to hurry and get my glasses on because I couldn't see nothing. And sure enough, there was that little booger right there trying to crawl down into a hole. Oh, man, I... I tell you what, I learned some new words that day. I bet you did. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I had the ability to edit because I don't think you want to see that on film. Oh, that would have been even funnier. That would have been even better seeing you go off. Yeah, like it took every every ounce of compassion to stop from killing that little booger. You should have had the. So I was sitting there, and while my my hand is swelling and I'm losing consciousness, I thought, "Hey, why don't we just dip him in some 24 karat gold and make a necklace out of him? That'll show him." Put him in a sucker like. You, you, you go to Arizona, yeah. you oh, yeah. see those suckers with the scorpions in them. You could have ate them. Yeah. Somebody told me that. They, wrote, they said, clip that tail off and pop them in your mouth. I want to see that. There you go. Oh, gee. <laughs> then you would have had his spirit in you. you, know, and you... <laughs> yeah, well, in my condition, I would have ate the tail and not the body. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. I love it. That's just good stuff right there. You should have made a G version of that video and then yeah. re released the other that, version. You know, just... I was lucky to make the video I had. I tell you what, I was, I was starting to get a little panicky and, and the anxiety attacks were coming because of the, the venom. Uh -huh. It gets your heart going real fast and Jeez. you have to keep yourself calm. And and you don't know if, you know, you, you got to check your breathing, make sure it doesn't start to get hard to breathe. Right. What kind of so, medicine? And then the whole do you, time you got the camera rolling. Well, what kind so. of medicine? Do, what, what do they give you for that, Jeff? If you get stung by one and you do have a reaction, well, 
if you have a reaction, you're supposed to go to the hospital and get anti-venom, but for the most part, they just they give you Benadryl, Benadryl and some okay. aspirin and okay. tell you to call it a day. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, it, it is Benadryl, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Benadryl. Yeah, I know, right? You got anything stronger? How about nope. a shot of whiskey with that Benadryl? Yep. <laughs> nope, you get some Benadryl. Yeah, Benadryl. Just give me a smack on the butt and call it a day. Might as well. So you learn yeah, it's the you same le- thing. You learn not to take that. You learn not to take that glove off, also, right? Oh yeah, trust me. Every time I take it off, I put it back. First of all, I check, make sure nothing crawled in there. Right. And then I put it back exactly. on real quick. Man, I do that with my boots too every day. Oh, I bet. So. Yeah, you're you're in that. You got to. You're in that territory. Yeah, because they guys. love to climb in those boots too. Dang. Well, so you know what, Jeff? Do you have the same thing I do? Like if it's if it's not scorpions, it's a spider, and it's yeah, one we, spider we that can black bite you. Down there too. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, because uh, there, there's uh, when we blow air in there through the ventilation system, it comes back up the haulage shaft, and it, it creates a nice little vent. Uh, blow through there. I guess they like that, and they start setting up webs. Really? And yeah, and so there'll be times where I, I go to get in there, and there'll be a web right across the haulage shaft. And I, I have a. I'm not kidding you. I got a special stick that I use, <laughs> and I go in there and I clean up the webs. And if I see in them, then I kill them. Right. And and then I start my day. And then uh, we have this stuff that we got. It's a poison that we use in the in the shaft too. It's made by bear it's a blue container and we spray the heck out of it and let it sit and then come back the next day and uh most of them are dead we get some roaches in there too i don't know where the hell they're excuse my language i don't know where the heck they're coming from (laughs) we got all all kinds of stuff i kid you not one day i found a a little tiny gecko in the bottom of the shaft (laughs) i was it was it was the weirdest thing i I thought i was losing my mind Uh because i saw this real long skinny thing go darting across the bottom of the the haulage shaft, and I thought, what What the heck is that? So I scooped it up, and it was like a little gecko salamander thing, and it was, uh, it had tan, and it was tan and white patches. It was the weirdest thing I ever saw. Dang. Now, what about snakes? Get any snakes down now, there? Now, if I find a turtle down there, <laughs> I know that's going to be BLM baiting me. Yeah. I know it. They're waiting to see you take it out of the shaft and set it on Yeah. Your hey, watch this, George. We'll throw a tortoise down there and watch him. Oh, we got you on film. Picking him up. And they're gonna Bastard! They're gonna I'll tell you what. Okay. What? Jeff, you know the Mines Club. Is, <laughs> have you ever have you ever found like like javelina, mountain lions, anything like that down in? Oh, the- we've heard them and we've seen their tracks. Scared the heck out of it. Mountain lions too, especially up around Osceola. So that that kind of spooked me a little bit. And one of the guys who right. lives up there says, "Oh yeah, they're up there by that cabin. I'm surprised you didn't see one." No, but I heard them and I saw some tracks in the water in the mud. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Well, you might want to be careful." <laughs> and so I kid you not, he comes out. The next day, and he's got this huge fur of a mountain lion. He goes, I got this one last month. And I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks for telling me before I head up to Jack's cabin. So he says, I, I kid you not, he's got a picture of this darn cat in a tree by his house, and he's in, in the neighboring tree taking a picture of it. Oh, gee. I'm like, dude, you, you, I thought I was tough, man. I, I'm not compared to you climb up a tree just to get a shot of a mountain lion. No, uh-uh. <laughs> and no. so then he shot it, and he, he skinned it, and then now it's a jacket. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> gee. 
Oh, well, wow. Makes sense, kind of. Right? Yeah, well, he's a tough old bird. He's been on that mountain for 40 years. Oh, geez, yeah, so that's nothing for him. My yeah. yeah. Man, the thing I know, but you've got to think about it. When you're, when you're walking into a cave, you don't know what's in front of you and wants to go past you to get out. Right. So right. I always worry about that. Well, most of your minds, Jeff, you don't really get the much walking in them, are there? No, uh, we haven't. Luckily for us, knock on wood, we haven't seen much in in the mines we explore. Right. Knock on wood on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most we've ever seen is rattlesnakes, which is typical. Uh, the first twenty feet right. is where they're going to hang out, where okay. it's cool, and there's there's a food chain in there. Usually, some field mice like to hang out in there, and some pack rats. Right. Uh, but we 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 have never seen anything too big in there. We've seen footprints. Uh, of course, a ton of bats in there. That's that's typical, but uh, nothing really big. No human bodies, nothing like that. So <laughs> I think we got pretty. Well, yeah, you never know. I mean, what if we? Hey, look at this! I, I found a new mine. And yeah, it used to be the you know the the mine for the mobs to toss their unwanted people who couldn't pay their tab. So, <laughs> oh, I've been around Vegas long enough. I know how it works. You're killing me. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's your area, Vegas. I, I will. I will say one thing, and you know what? There's a lot of people out there that's wanting to know this question. But when you walk into a mine. Are you the kind of guy that looks at the floor because if the ceiling fell in, you're kind of leery. But if it's really clean, you're you're it's good. Is that kind of a theory or no? Well, every time I, I get into a, a new mine that I haven't been in. Uh, the first thing I do is I check the, the, the floor and the corners. Uh, the corners are what I'm mostly interested in because that's where rattlers like to hang out is in the corners. Uh, so that's right. the first place I'll check. And then I'll look for footprints of, of any t- anything that you know, might be bigger than what I want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll check that. And then as I'm getting in there, uh, I'll use an air meter to see if I've got you know, dead air as I'm going back in or not. And right. if, if everything looks good there and... and and the rock isn't too heavily fractured or, or crushed, then I'll, I'll keep going. But uh, the first 20 feet is what is, always bothers me. Uh, I've never had anything uh, deeper than 100 feet in most of mine. Oh, and barn owls. I hate barn owls because they scare the hell out of me. Uh, they do. They'll, you'll be going down an incline. They love inclines. So, and they have that big white face, too, with the little white lines for eyes. Right. It, it's scared the heck out of you. You think it's a ghost or something <laughs> fluffing at you. So I remember going down a lot of mines, especially around the searchlight area. The Most of those are all inclined. And sure enough, you get about 40, 50 feet down, and you hear, foo, 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 and you're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and you see a big white face coming at you like a ghost. Oh, so man, that's crazy. If you're not if you're not ready for that, it, it will spook you, especially when you're checking timber to make sure it's solid. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though, now jeff. hey jeff have, have you ever went down to my have you ever went down to a mine that's got dead air that, that you like oh i shouldn't go in here but you went a little too far and had to get back out before it was too late yeah i did one of those in good springs and the bad air was caused from a pack rat at the very end what? and what what happened was is a lot of his uh his uh, waste material especially his urine had a lot of ammonia in it and right. i got into the very back and I hit a pocket that was so strong it darn near knocked me out. I literally had to run for the portal because I, I, I could not take a breath of anything because it wasn't oxygen anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm. I, I'll tell you what, that's, that really scared, 
scared me. And after that, uh, that was years ago. That's when we picked up air, uh, four gas air meters after that. Right. Because before that, you know, you're young and dumb and, and full of sauce. And right. so you think, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go in there and do what I want to do. And then, nope, something like that happens, and it, it, it puts right. fear of God in you, and you, you start being smart about it. Now, see, I used to have, there used to be a rule of thumb I was taught, like, uh, and you say, you you know, you got a meter that tests the air and stuff. Do you test it down low? Because they say that, you know, the dead air can be down low, and when you walk by, it makes it go up high, and yeah, then your, you your get carbon trapped. dioxide likes to sit low. Right. It's a heavy gas, and, and you're absolutely right. And also, it mines that have water in them, too. You stir up the water, and it comes out of the water, mm-hmm. and people don't realize that. And then also... Uh, when you have a lot of uh, mold and, uh, and, and moisture on timber, uh, that can also affect the oxygen levels in there. And, but to, to, to be honest with you, no, I, I guess I should wear it down around my ankle or around my knee, but I, I usually carry it up on my right side on, my, on my, uh, the suit that I wear when I go down. And uh, I just wait. I have it set pretty high, so if, if the concentrations go below, um, nine, I think I got it set at 19. If it goes too far below that, it, it triggers right away. Cool. Now, if somebody asked. Uh, I always like to get that out there because. I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. You, you, I just <clears throat> go ahead. Brian in the chat room asked, "Have you ever did any prospecting or mine exploring with Tom Massey?" Uh, hmm. <laughs> no, I, I I know Tom Massey and 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 uh, but I haven't done anything personally with him. I would love to. I've always liked Tom, and and every time he comes to Vegas, I like to hang out with him. And I really, I really wish he'd do more videos with his daughter, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't seen much with him. They're still out actively mining. They've got claims everywhere, especially out there in Barstow. So, but to answer the question, no, I, I haven't, haven't done that, and I would really like to. Okay, and Vicky again wants to know, have you ever seen any aliens? <laughs> 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 I, I'm going to tell you a story, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave out some parts. Okay. So, um... Because some people don't want me to tell the full story. Gotcha. But uh, we, we uh, something happened in Arizona, and something did show up that I, is unbelievable. And I'm I'm glad I didn't get the the finger probe that day because it, it left me alone. But it it did come by just to check us out. Now what was it? I don't know. Was it one of ours or was it one of theirs? I don't know. But it was shaped like a triangle, and it had the three lights on each corner. What? So I don't know if it's – and it had a, a red light in the very middle, white, uh, three white lights on, on each tip of the triangle and a red light in the middle. And uh, it, it, it didn't just appear. It came down like it was coming from up. Uh-huh. came down really fast, uh, moved from left to right, and then went back up really fast. And I, I tell you what, I <laughs> – yeah, that was the one day I needed a pair of diapers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I ain't kidding you because, you know, you think, you think you're all by yourself and you're calm and collected and you see something like that, you know, all bets are off the table because anything at that point can happen. Right. And I'm like, all right, so let me check my watch, make sure I'm not missing any time, and uh, make sure I don't have any, you know, thing under the skin and, <laughs> and no probing. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not into that probing stuff. <laughs> So I, I think I'm good. I don't think they replaced me. I think it's still me. So I don't think I'm a clone. So, but it did spook the heck out of me, and that's the closest I ever got, and that's the closest I ever want to get. And you've seen that out in the desert? Yep, right outside of Oatman. 
really? Now, Jaron yep. said he's seen the same one in Utah, and Vicky said those triangles have been seen a lot lately. So, hmm, maybe. Yeah, so I don't know if it's ours or theirs, because uh, nobody actually stopped and gave me their business card, so I, I have no idea. But um, <laughs> I, I do know it does spook the heck out of you because, like I said, all bets are off when you see one because then you think, uh, okay, what's going to happen now? Are you Im- immune to a forty-four caliber? Let's find out. <laughs> you know what I, Oh, I was just like, I was just thinking because here in Phoenix, there's been like a couple people like you know. They, <laughs> they're trying to do something funny. And they point that laser, that like a laser pinpointer, at the cop helicopter, and they right. get a, they get arrested. <laughs> you imagine doing that? It's like, oh well, let's just point the laser up there. You'll find out. <laughs> You'll no, find I don't want to find out. Like quick. I said, all bets are off because everything changes at that point. Because you're like, okay, uh, <laughs> what are your intentions? Because uh, I'm just out looking for gold. You know, and I can show you how to find it if that's what you guys want. But that's as far as our deal goes. Yeah, they, they, they may have. Heard Come on, of Jeff. You you are brave enough to pick up a turtle. You can shine a light. <laughs> not at them. I don't know who's in. I'm not. I don't know who's in the driver's seat. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get a picture of it, Jeff? Trust me, everybody <laughs> says that. How come you didn't get a picture? When these things happen, you freeze and you lock up with fear because you don't know what's going to happen next. Right. And, and if, if you've seen any kind of shows or read anything in, in, in books or magazines, at that point, anything can happen. I remember that story the, in Arizona that happened to the, uh, who was that one guy that they made a movie about? Oh. It was the... Uh, uh, what was his name? He was a logger. He was with his buddies in a truck. Yeah. And he decided... Um, I can't think of uh, the guy's name. Oh, right I, know I know the what movie. you're talking about. Are you talking fire about Fire in the Sky? Yeah, yeah Fire yeah. in the Sky. There you he go. got curious. And you see what happened to him. He went running over there to see what it was all about. And then, of course, you know, his life was destroyed from it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't know, but still, you think he would have took a... Did it, oh, did that it. was the that was the Travis Walton story. Okay, thank you. Couldn't think of the guy's name. I knew the movie. Yeah, but not the guy's name. But so hey, did right, if you have Jeff. it happen again, just get it on video, Jeff. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, I can see it. Hey guys, hold up, hold up a second. I gotta get this viewfinder working here. Hold on. Okay. Hey, hey, can I get you guys to say so? Come on, let's go. Hey, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh, come on, you kept filming when you got stung by a scorpion. You could at least film a UFO if it shows up again. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. Like I said, it, it, it happened pretty quick, and they were gone pretty quick, and I, really? I was pretty stunned, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. Oh, well, that's pretty cool, so, though. You could. Scratch. I mean, with a scorpion, at least I'm in pain, and yeah. I see the little booger, and all right, I put one and one together, and I, I kind of know I'm either going to die or not. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can with this thing, I don't know if I'm going to wake up six months later and and be in some kind of weird situation. I don't want to be. Right, but you can scratch them both off your bucket list. No, that's right. Right. Yeah, but for me, for me, I thought it was a great video because I, like I said, you're like, oh, I got stung by a scorpion, and all of a sudden you're tossing, you're you're like the target, you're actually tossing out. And I'm like, well, you just you just did the target out. You're like, Ugh. you know, I'm like, dude, this is a good video. Okay, this it's real. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like the real it's stuff. It's real, yeah. That's what's cool. The realism. Now, oh, it's real. It's as real as it got. In the Spreaker <laughs> chat room, Jeff uh, Golden Pay Dirt Reviews asks, says, uh, what you meant by placer placebo? 
Placer placebo. Yeah, that's what he said. I wanted to find out what he meant by that. Now, there's a phrase called paleoplacer, but not placer placebo. That's what it's P L A C E R P L A C B O. Placer placebo hmm. is what I'm getting. Placer placebo. Yeah. Is that like the nugget challenge? You eat something and you Maybe. feel better? Maybe. You eat a nugget? <clears throat> Maybe. comes out and you feel better? Maybe, Maybe it is. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, not sure. It's possible. I'm just, I just read them. So. All right. Well, there's paleoplasters, <laughs> which are the ancient plasters of the tertiary channels. So maybe that's it? Could be. Okay. Now, Carl asked, he's like, any tips on submicron placer separation? Oh, oh you know how many times I get asked this question? <laughs> nope. How many? <laughs> you know, we're, we're like 500 minus gold. I'm like, holy cow. Well, It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard if you're using gravitational separation. Uh, if you're using chemicals, it's a little easier, but then it gets really complex because you, it, it, I could go into hours about how you treat uh, specific ores or how you treat plasters that have fine micron gold in it. Uh, using collector metals like litharge uh, to collect them up in a crucible, or if you're going to use uh, a scorifier uh, for scorification, you can do it that way, but you're starting to get into chemicals, that, and if you don't know what you're doing, it just makes a big mess. So I always say if you can't, if you can't trap it using gravitational methods, then I, I wouldn't even waste my time on it personally, Good. unless you've just got mountains of it. Right. And if that's the case, it shouldn't be hard to use something like a, a, a table, shaker table, or, or Doc's multi-sluice to clean up sluice. Yeah. Or a, yeah. Or Jeff, a, are you like me? Just, you know what? Chemicals are like the last, like the really last, last thing you'd ever do. Yeah. People always ask me about mercury. And I say, yeah, it does work. But it's, a, it's really, there's a lot of stuff people don't talk about, you know, as far as, okay, what happens when your mercury gets sick? Because mercury does get sick, and people don't yeah. realize that it doesn't. It loses its ability to pick up gold, so you have to you have to clean it or have to recharge it. Mm-hmm. And we we were going to make videos on that, but I thought I don't want people working with mercury because if you spill it, it is a pain to to try to clean up because it, it breaks <laughs> into a million little BBs and they fly yes, everywhere, right? And you'll yes, never get them all up, never. And it, it, of course, then if you're working with a retort, you have to worry about fumes escaping out of the retort and killing you. Oh, and then geez. if you don't get rid of your mercury that way, you have to use um, 70% nitric acid mixed with uh, equal parts of water and then heat it to a boil and then uh, literally boil your, your, uh, with nitric acid, get rid of your mercury that way. And then, it, like I said, it, it's, it's something you just don't casually tell someone, oh, you just do this and that's all you do. Right. And it's like, no, th- this is like a, a one to two day class that I would have to teach oh, to make wow. sure you don't kill yourself. Wow. Yeah, but you know what's funny because people think that's that's how it is, and I'm like, no, it's it don't work like that. Nope. All right, no. another another no. question from the chat room. <clears throat> Larry, this is from your buddy Larry Englehart. He said, Larry! <laughs> he said, "Do you think you will ever do another project with Kevin Hoagland, like when you were on Gold Trails with him?" Oh yeah, I remember that. We were up at Osceola when we did that. I don't know. He. Uh... I haven't heard from him in a long time. Last time was at the Gold Show. He invited us out to give a seminar. Mm-hmm. So we did a, a, a seminar out there at the Cashman Field. And I, I haven't heard from him since. I thought he retired. He said something about buying a house in Arizona and retiring. So I figured oh, that was that was the end of that. Maybe. 
maybe. And but then, if you ever wanted to, yeah, I'm I'm open. There you go. And also, uh, Jaron asked, "Have you have you ever seen a worker at Walmart?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've seen a whole bunch of crazy people wearing trash bags for clothes. How's that? That's enough to scare the tar right out of you. I guess that counts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I the, never seen anything like that. And on the placer placebo Ooh. question, it was when you was talking about the makeup of your mind. Does that help? Um. Uh, okay. Probably. Placebo, that, <laughs> that word doesn't fit. I understand. I'll just read them. So, all right, well, <laughs> it, it don't placer placebo. I, I, I just, don't know. I I'll just take read two them. and call me in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty much. He said I, maybe it's backwards. Maybe it's backwards. Uh, placebo, placebo placer? Nah, that don't fit either. <laughs> no, all the, the placer we're getting out of there is is uh, coming out of the caliche bands, uh, right above the clay zones. Mm. So I'm surprised nobody's asked about the cave system down there. About the, the what? <laughs> we have a cave system down in our mine that we tapped into. We we blasted into it. We little made some videos on it. Really? Well, tell us a little about it. Yeah, little bitty wormholes. Oh. Little bitty yeah, that's where the worm people live. So <laughs> we were uh, advancing one of the drifts before we put the slusher in. We... We drilled and loaded around and, and popped it, mm -hmm. and we noticed that there was a cavity there. We cleaned it out, and there was a cave about the size, about, I don't know, height of your head. You can barely fit in there, and we did about five or six videos on it. Okay. And uh, it go, the one goes to the left and goes up, and the other one goes to the right and goes down. And we're trying to go down because we're hoping it connects to a larger series of drainage systems, and I'm hoping that eventually somehow it, it ties in with the Mojave River, uh, which ties in with cocoa weave. So oh. we've been trying to, to work our way into this thing, but it, there's a pinch point, and I don't want to get stuck down there because you'll never get my body out. Right. So we've been trying to slowly jackhammer the, the pinch point open without dropping it on us. Jeez, and uh, you can hear a little bit of water in the background. And then when I first tapped into it, I heard noises, but I think maybe that was the the scorpions messing with me. Uh -huh. And <laughs> And so I did, a, like I said, about four or five videos on that. And uh, right now we're trying to drill and pop down below it so we can we can get through that pinch point. Oh wow! Uh, and and try to explore it. We we ran a remote control cars in there. Okay. Uh, with little GoPros and we put GoPros on on a long stick and ran it back in there and it keeps going. Oh, I'll be darned! That's cool. Yeah. Can't wait. It's spooky though because you, trust me, I I tried to squeeze in there. I got. Three quarters of the way in, and that was it for me. My <laughs> go buy a they had monkey. To pull me out. <clears throat> go get you a little monkey and send down there. Yeah, that's what they call me. Surprise! Interesting. That's a cool find. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you knew about that. Nope. No, there's a lot I don't know. Yep. About. We were uh, the, the there's a, a dark colored sand that's in the bottom of it, and we showed that on film. It's kind of got a, a slight reddish hue to it, and there's okay. uh, fossilized seashells in it. Oh. And we showed that, too. And uh, I, I found very little plaster gold in it. So okay. we, I kind of blew it off a little bit because I'm chasing the, the monster nuggets. That's sure. what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, everybody's like, when are you going to go to the end of the cave system? What are you, a big sissy? I'm like, come <laughs> on. I, I just got stung by a scorpion, and I didn't stop. Does that sound like a big sissy to you? <laughs> they like to give you grief, don't they? Huh? I said they like to give you grief, don't they? Uh, <laughs> no, they just want entertainment at yep. my expense. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Because you're definitely entertaining. It sounds legit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, come on, when are you going to make another video? It's been at least six hours. How long does it take? <laughs> you should just run 24 right. hours a day. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, I got a question. Like, uh, What? Go, go ahead, Scott. What's the question? Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, when you go down, when you're like underground, do you test like the same way we do for placer mining, or is it a different kind of testing that you do to follow uh, what you're looking for and you know what you want to dig out? In the drift mine. Like, yeah, in any mine, like when you go underground, well, do you test like we do for plaster? You like, you know, take some out and smash it up and pan it, or do you just know where it's, know, you know? Well, uh, for the drift mine, the drift mine is, is a plaster mine. It's technically classified as a plaster mine, even though we're underground, because we're chasing old channels uh, of plaster gold. Uh, and, of course, that, that's the same thing that you do. You, you take samples, and you screen them, and you pan them. And you find out if you're on the right track. Now, when you're in a hard rock mine, uh, the gold is, you're chasing visible free mill. That's, I always tell people not to mess with sulfides, tellurides, or, or chemically locked up gold. So what you're going to do is, is you're going to take a sample, and you're going to crush it to about anywhere from 20 to 50 mesh. Uh, you're going to put it in a pan with some jet dry to break the surface tension, and you're going to pan that out and see if you've got any free mill. You have to inspect with a jeweler's loop because it's going to be so fine and and then that'll tell you if, if really? the samples that you're that you're looking for has got gold in it. And that's that's the so, oldest technique in the book for knowing if load gold has got gold, free mill gold. Uh, so you gold you, you don't you, you don't go to hundred mesh. <clears throat> nah, usually fifty mesh is good enough for me. Some oh. people like hundred mesh, but eh, fifty. If it looks like it's good, then we'll take it to the grinders, and maybe we'll take it down to a hundred. But eh, on the table, fifty does does the job. Huh. Hey, Jeff, we've got someone that was wanting to know more about this fine swim in your videos. Oh, yeah, the fly, fine swim challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, what they want to know, I'll tell them anything they want to know and things they don't want to know. <laughs> what, what, what is, what is it, how do you, be, how do you do that? How do you, uh. Oh, it's simple. It well, we, we had a lot of people who, who said, you know, Jeff, uh, you know, we, we're, we're uh, a premium patron, and, and we love what you do, but, you know, every month you give away gold nuggets from, um, from our mind, the, you know, the slim pick number one. But some people don't, they, you know, they get impatient. They w don't want to wait for their name to come out of that drum. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if, if we offered uh, uh, something different for the people who want to try to test their wits and see if, if they can find, you know, something that will get them a chunk of gold out of the mine? Yeah. So, so we came up with the Fine Slim Challenge. So every month we put out three videos uh, just for premium patrons only. Nobody else sees them. And somewhere in that video, Slim is hiding. All you have to do is find him visually, tell me where he's at, and if you're signed up as a Fine Slim patron, then boom, you get a target bag at the end of the month. It's that simple. Wow. Yeah, now, you, can, you can play every month. So if you can find them every month, you get a target bag every month. 
you're you're not wow. tricking people. You're not tricking people by putting cow bones behind you or something like that, right? <laughs> well, I'm not going to make it easy. They're going to have to work for that gold. I mean, some some guys are like, well, I couldn't find. Well, did you did you play it frame by frame? Because that's the only way you're going to find them. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, it's a challenge, but at least it's another way, and right. that's how you do it. But you have to be signed up to do it because I've seen a lot of guys, oh, I found him. Yeah, but are you signed up? No. Well, then you don't get nothing. Right. <laughs> now, now, Jeff, you, got you, to... you see what happens when you put a gold digger in charge of drawing a map or something like that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeff, before you leave, you got to tell everybody how they can become one of your premium patrons, and that way they, oh, can, yeah. they can get in on all this stuff. Okay? Yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, there's I, I don't know if you know of all the stuff that goes on, but We've got, you know, a lot of stuff. Uh, we I don't know if you're aware of it, but we're also giving away uh, personally signed uh, Garrett Super Sluice gold panning kits uh, and uh, a target bag to go with it so you have something to use that gold pan with. Nice. So, yeah, so we, we figured we would, you know, up the ante and start throwing those in at the end of the month, too. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. uh, and, and then, of course, not to mention the metal detectors, your, your choice of VLF or or PI from the list. I don't want people to run out and think they're going to get a seven thousand. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, when, when's my seven thousand coming? <laughs> uh, second Tuesday of next month. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> and so we got the T-shirts. Of course, you know that mm-hmm. that say, "Yeah, you're going to get wet on it." And of course, we got the book. Uh, we're going to be releasing the book again at the end of the month. Nice. That's cool. So cool. So, what? It, how and I it? think, uh, yeah. Okay. That's what we've got going on. Oh, and anytime we find anything large uh, that's obvious down in the mine, we give that away separately. Right. So if we if we happen to find a target and we blast it out, uh, and then uh, we show it on film, then we give that one away separately by itself. So okay. um, that's an addition to anything else that we give on top of already. So there's always a neat thing. If we find something, then it's like, oh, great, now it's not just 10 bags or... It's not just this. He's going to be giving away this as well on mm-hmm. top of it. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? Ten bucks, you can't beat it. Right. That's you know right. what? Jeff, back in the day, it used to be AskJeffWilliams.com, and, and you know what? What is your channel for our listeners, so they can find you? What is oh. your main channel right now? Yeah, all you got to do is Google Ask Jeff Williams, and I'm everywhere. You'll I'll pop up all over on Google. Oh yeah. And you'll see where it says, you know, the website, and which we're, we're redesigning the web. I've had so much grief over that website. It, it's like 100 years old. And so we had a contractor come in and redesign it, and it's still being put together. And so when you look at the website, it's not complete, so don't, you know, don't get mad at me yet. Right. And um, then you've got the Patreon site. That's, you know, when you Google Ask Jeff Williams, you'll see that too. And then, of course, the YouTube channel will come up when you you google that Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think that's it that's cool and yeah all over the place yeah for all our listeners out there i'm just telling you this guy you know jeff williams he's really really knowledgeable i mean we do videos and stuff like that we all you know we do our things but he he's got he's got it and i like watching his videos because jeff you are really knowledgeable (laughs) you you helped me out a lot to to the years i appreciate that no, especially in geology. I mean, like, oh man, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I tell yeah, people, well, 
It's almost that he's like a geologist, isn't it? Kind of, sort of. I like guys like you that... Yeah, that, that, I guess that degree finally came oh, in handy. Oh, shit, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not only... I, not I only know, a, but I mean, it's it's really hey. cool. Because... What, Dennis? Not, not, I can say not only is he a geologist, he's also an ASC, uh, <laughs> ASC certified mechanic. That's right. Oh, yeah, a certified master. <laughs> That's right. Has he got any Certified master. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've got all, I just, I've got all ASC. I find it... Yeah, huh? I just like I just find it great because there's certain things that we look for. Like he's he's right. He's in the same neighborhood I am, and the rocks and stuff like that. You if you don't know it, you're never going to know it. But until you learn, that's right. And that's I you know that's why I started making videos because back when I started, there was nobody really teaching people how to do what we do. And then like you know he come out you know Jeff come out and just made it great. Well, I and appreciate that. Like everything you want to learn, it's right there. Yeah, this is true. I, I, I just, I think it's awesome. It's still awesome. It is. It definitely is. And Jeff, we can't thank you enough for being here again, as always, buddy. I mean, we, yeah. we always enjoy when you're on the show. And and uh, man, if somebody well, finds it, I always that, love being on the show. Yeah. And uh, I always have fun. And I'm glad people call in. And I, I, I'm hoping that I had enough time to talk to everybody. I feel yeah, bad I when people say. I tried to call in, but I couldn't get it through. And I'm like, well, I think you, you know. did fine. You know, and like I said, man, if somebody finds that treasure here soon, give us a call. They're in one of the shows. Let us yeah. Know. Yeah. Man. That would be cool. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I definitely will. Like I said, I, I'm checking email every day. Every nice. Actually, like every two hours I check. And then uh, if pictures come in, because I tell them to send pictures, I put them up on the, the web for uh, premium patrons so they cool, can see buddy. the that's progress that these people are making out there. That's awesome, man. I wish we was out there we so we can get in on that. It sounds like a great time, that's for sure. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Jeff, come back anytime. You know that, brother. We appreciate it. And we just want to thank you again for being here, as always. Oh, you betcha. Hey, yeah. bud, you know what I'm going to say then, right? Yes, sir. Go you better. <laughs> so come on. Let's go. <laughs> Have a good night, Jeff. All right, you too. Take care, brother. Thank All you, Jeff. Right. Adios. Bye, buddy. Good night, bro. Awesome. That's that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's like you know what he's he's kind of like a he's electrifying. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I mean it's never a dull moment when Jeff's on. That's for sure. He she carries the show. You know, I didn't hear nothing from Chad Kathleen. <laughs> I think they were just sitting back listening and. Rich, <laughs> I think Rich was sitting back listening. At, uh, I that's I could have did the same uh, thing. I've in a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have did the, the same. Beginning, I was talking a lot. Yeah, it's, I thought I would I would shut up to let other people talk. Oh, that's me. I could have just sit back and listened. It's just like, just keep talking. Just keep I'm sorry. Going. It's it's a talk yeah. show. You got to talk. Oh, it was good. Great show, guys. Thank you. It was awesome. You know, and thanks again to Jeff. And oh yeah. Like Slim. I said, me I. <clears throat> What? I was gonna say, me. I had questions. Your internet, Scott. You're just breaking up bad tonight. We'd hear you for. Sometimes we could hear you real good, and then it was like we couldn't hear you every other word. Yeah. Hell. I don't know, dude. You need to call your internet company. Give them a. Give them a talking to. Order. Order, Jim. I'm like, I'm like, dude. I'm eight foot away from the booster are you on are you are you doing, well here's your first my first question are you on wi-fi 
uh, yeah. That's the problem. Plug in. You need to be directly plugged in. You, you can't do this Wi-Fi. That's the worst thing in the world. No wonder you're having problems. Run a cord, dude, <laughs> and plug into your router and plug into your computer. You, you don't want Wi-Fi because that's the problem. It'll break up on you all the time, you know? Oh. Try to do that by Wednesday. Get a cord, brother, and just do that. Okay. And it'll stop still- that problem. <clears throat> Easy peasy. <laughs> we just fixed you it. You guys. It is. That's all you got to do to fix it. Run a cord. <laughs> Heck, Shad will even tell you. I, uh... Ask the IT guy. He'll tell you. Run a cord. Criminally. The right. IT guy. Shad, do you want to shout out well, metal prices real quick? All right, and gold and is birthday. down two dollars at one thousand four hundred and ninety-one. Silver's down two cents at seventeen dollars and fifty-four cents. Okay. Platinum is up three dollars at eight hundred and ninety-three. Okay. Palladium is down six dollars at one thousand seven hundred and forty-one. Okay. And rhodium <laughs> has stayed flat at five thousand five hundred and thirty. <laughs> she had so, hey, so excited. Hey, she had, what was gold again? Your gold prices was $1,491. Down. It's down, Scott. $2. Down. It's below 15 now. You got it, Scott? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, you're going out I in the gold like fields. We know. <clears throat> we know. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted it to stay around the 15. Well, everybody it's, does. It's still there. It may, eh. It's close. As long as it don't drop no more, you'll be fine. Don't worry. You guys got to remember, this is what I do for a livelihood. No worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Ain't nothing to worry about. Don't sweat the small stuff. You was doing it when it was 800 an ounce. So. <coughs> You're double. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so don't worry about it. It's like all good. <laughs> nothing to fear. I know. All Just. Right. Well, don't forget, tune in Tuesday night, Tuesday Night Hangouts, Ed, Jess, and Dan over to our YouTube channel at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to join us Wednesday for West Coast Wednesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Maybe Scott will have a wire for his computer then, and he won't be Hey, I'll tell you what, <laughs> all you guys out there, you know what, this, what? Is no, this is no doubt. All you guys out there listening right now, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, uh-huh. everything like that, uh-huh. you know what, uh-huh. do Send me something on Go Prospector Space or, you know, what do you want to hear about? I am I want to know what you want to hear about. Give Let's a, find out. Do a Facebook post, so, Scott. Okay. I could do I got that. Yeah, do you, do that. that. Do a Facebook poll. Yeah. And see what they want. Simple. Easy peasy. Well, I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of questions that, you know, we've answered like a ton of times. But there was, there's always new and up and comers that don't know and we always we always think about it you know i've been at 20 years so somebody says something about sluice boxing i'm like oh my god but then you gotta think back you know what these guys might be starting out just like you did so i yeah it's just what i want to hear about not a problem hopefully they will right that's all you could maybe all right we want to thank everybody for joining us tonight thanks again jeff williams and everybody have a great night, great week. Until Wednesday, we're out of here. So, Hi, everybody. Here everybody. I go, digger. Oh, you guys are slipping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, digger.
for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.